BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome back to another episode of The Spangler Show. I am your host, Mafe, and on this podcast, we talk about the trials, tribulations, and moments of joy of being an immigrant and having to live your life in two or more languages. And boy, do I have stories for you. (laughs) I have been in Caracas for 10 days, I guess 12 when you're listening to this episode when it gets released, and I have done a lot of things. Also, I think you can hear the crickets on the background, which is such a particular sound here in Caracas. Um, So basically, all my days have been absolutely packed between running errands, eating all the good things. I I feel like I've gained like 100 pounds already. Um, Celebrating my aunt's birthday. I really like being chores in my hometown, but I still feel like fucking weird, but I love it. I will be recording an episode where I'm going to be telling you guys all about how's it been being back, the things that I've been up to, how we get got stuck in the ghetto because Google Map decided to play a joke on us. Um, It was wild. I also got to vote, something that I haven't done in over seven years, which was also wild. Like, see, like, there's so many things that I need to talk about. Um, I also want to talk about the crazy contrast that exists and so many more things. So they won't fit into the intro of an episode like this. So I definitely am going to have to do a solo episode just telling you about all the things that I've been up to. But today I have a very special guest. I think I have been following her since I started my business back in July last year. And I'm such a huge fan of her. Her name is Feli Day. She's a Canadian that's currently living her best life in Mexico while running her VA agency. She's a mindset mentor and a marketing expert that has been living in Mexico for the past year. Uh, In this episode, we talk about what has been the most challenging thing about learning Spanish. We also talk about the things that she loves about living in Mexico, the contrast between Canadians and South Americans, how her travel and love for social media inspire her to start her journey as a VA. She also opens up about her relationship and her breakup and so much more. But before we get into the episode, remember to share this with your friends, your family, and everyone that you know that you think would enjoy these conversations, because this is how more people can find us and how we can keep all the amazing conversations going. Other ways that you can support this podcast is by following us if you're listening on Spotify. And for the month of November only, remember that I will be doing a giveaway and here's how you can enter. If you're in the capacity of doing so, rate the podcast and leave a review on Apple. Send me a screenshot to add Mafe Salazar on Instagram and you'll be entered to win an Amazon gift card. So without further ado, here it is, the episode with Feli Day. (laughs) 
Having a podcast is honestly so much fun. Not only you get to talk about anything you want, there's also no censorship, no character limits. It's a great way to build community and also you get to have amazing conversations with your dream guest. Starting a podcast on the other hand, not so fun, which is why I have created a free guide that's going to teach you how to launch your very own podcast in five weeks. So make sure you click the link in the show notes to get it. Or you can always DM me on Instagram at Mafe Salazar or at Mafe the VA. And I'll share the link with you. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show, Feli. How are you doing today? I am doing wonderful. It's Monday. It's sunny. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, it's beautiful and sunny in Mexico, just as it is here in Caracas. <laughs> yeah. Hot. I should go to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Like that's on my plan um, for the next couple of days. Um, mm-hmm. I like to start my episodes by asking all my guests, um, "What's your favorite part of being an immigrant?" But I know that you're not an, an immigrant per se, but a digital nomad. So, like, what's your favorite part about being a digital nomad? Uh, the fact that I live next to the beach. <laughs> you know, I, I'm like I'm Canadian. Like we like switched lives, right? Like I yeah. I'm from outside of Vancouver. I grew up where the hottest the weather really ever gets to is like 25. So mm-hmm. getting to wake up every day to the sun and the heat is like my dream come true. <laughs> right, and I feel I I think right now they're there's a storm like passing through Vancouver or something like that. So it's like raining like crazy. (laughs) You must be so grateful. (laughs) Yeah. I saw someone posted snow this morning and I was like, nope. nope." Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I saw people posting snow and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not ready for that. (laughs) No, I just, I I don't miss it at all. (laughs) No, definitely. No, (laughs) that's one of the things that has like, um that has been the hardest for me to get used to it's definitely the weather yeah I found Um, like I I knew that seasonal depression was a thing obviously but I also mm -hmm. knew I didn't have to go through seasonal depression so it was like can I just (laughs) leave my country permanently so I don't have to deal with dark at four (laughs) o'clock and rain oh gross (laughs) and you did you've been living in Mexico for the past year and a half right yeah so obviously your first language is English so what has been the most challenging part about or the most challenging thing about learning um Spanish um probably my mindset like when I first started learning Spanish like trying to take it seriously more than just Duolingo I had a call with like a an online coach and he mentioned like you're going to go through mindset blocks. You're going to struggle. You're going to get embarrassed. And I was like, wow, this sounds very similar to business, but I wasn't prepared to have to deal with like all these mindset blocks in my personal life and in my business. So there was a long time that I was just like, F it. I'm not, I'm not learning. I'm not trying. And that's why I'm almost two years and I have very bad Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Have you like, have you gotten into any trouble or has anything funny happened to you because you don't speak Spanish or what's the most like memorable story you have when it comes to language? Mm, see, like I struggle because I'm fluent in French. Like I did French immersion growing up. And so all the time I try to pronounce things and I just pronounce them like they're French. And I find like I can understand almost anything people say to me, 
it's they don't understand me so I just like make a lot of hand gestures and I just laugh all the time and like in Mexico the people are happy so they just also laugh and you're like yeah you have no idea what I'm saying but it's okay <laughs> yeah I don't know I've never, I've never gotten like close to being arrested or had to talk to the police or anything so I don't have like the scary stories like that but I do know a lot of people who have <laughs> yeah yeah but like I think that's the most scary part like dealing with the police and again like a third world country is just it's so different <laughs> it's definitely different I mean I do like it in Mexico that you can just pay your way out of everything I'm like oh, yeah. in, in Canada if I tried to offer to pay I would get in more trouble <laughs> like... definitely yes 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 <laughs> I think that's one of the things that I miss the most about here or like not really because like everything in Canada sort of works but and you yeah. don't have to pay for anything yeah. um but here I guess things like work quicker if you pay for things <laughs> yeah sometimes I'm like oh come on it's a dumb rule just like just look the other way <laughs> <laughs> um you mentioned that you were dealing with mindset uh with mindset blocks in your life and your business um, so what's something that you wish you had known before you moved to Mexico? Ooh, Ooh what do I wish I'd known? Maybe I wish I'd known Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd taken Spanish in high school instead of German. Like, what was I thinking? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I haven't struggled to adjust to Mexico, but it's also like not my first trip. You know, I've been to almost 30 countries now and I find like there's a huge difference between when you're living in like the first world, like Commonwealth, like Canada, Australia, UK, like there's a huge difference, like those countries and how they operate to like Asia and Latin America, South America, you know, like, time means nothing (laughs) (laughs) like literally time means nothing but I learned that in Asia and like same like my family's from the islands in the Caribbean so it's like it's island time it's African time it's it's Latin time whatever you know time yes yeah exactly (laughs) so it's like I learned about this before but I can see how many people struggle with it that when someone's like, yeah, five minutes and it's like three hours later and you're like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> what does five minutes mean to you? But I'm always like, okay, I'll bring a book. I'll just bring a book. It's ready, it's ready. If I order my food, it could be five minutes. It could be an hour. It's just tacos. <laughs> I know it takes five seconds, but you don't know what they're doing. You know, like you have to have completely different patience when it comes to yeah. timelines outside of 100 percent um I think my Canadian friends have gotten used to my Latino time even though like I always try to be on time but they know that they know that they're gonna have to wait for me (laughs) yeah yeah and I'm not like it's funny because my ex was uh French and he couldn't stand it but he lived in Colombia for three years and I was like how do you not know? <laughs> like, how do you not know? They say four o'clock. It really means seven thirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like in all, like the invitations. If you want people to get there on time, you usually tell them like three hours before. So, like, if you want people to get there for seven, just tell them for four o'clock. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like I've adjusted now. When people are like, "Yeah, like let's meet at three, I'll be like, "Okay, I'll be ready at five. 
but like <laughs> yeah like dating a french man he just like he'd be like it's three o'clock we need to go and i'm like no we don't need to go if we get there we'll be way too early and no one else will be there and he'd be like yeah, yeah but they said three o'clock. i'm like no we're in mexico like <laughs> we cannot follow the times we know we need to follow yeah. the times they know <laughs> Uh, that's definitely like an adjustment like time for us like doesn't really mean anything um no and like for us like being on time is like very very hard because again like we have no sense of anything (laughs) yeah Yeah, in Canada it's like like it's considered like super rude or like yeah what's wrong with you like there's always the one friend that's always late but it's like a joke and you don't want to be that person who's always late yeah and if you're late, it's like five minutes late. Yeah, yeah. You're only five minutes late. And you show up and you say, I'm so sorry I'm late. Yeah. <laughs> um, and when it comes to people, like, between, like, obviously Canadians and, and people in, in Latin America, like, what's the biggest difference that you find? Because, like, Canadians oh, yeah. are known to be, like, very, very polite. Like, do you feel that Mexicans are, like, polite as well? Or, or how's well, that been see- for you? This is my problem with Canada. We have this stereotype of being super polite, but I think we're actually super passive aggressive. Like very polite, but they're they're sneaky behind your back, man. They'll tell you, oh my God, so good to see you, but they've been talking badly about you the whole time. You know, so I don't miss that. (laughs) And I just I just find it's it's gonna be like I hope it's gonna be the same across like all of Latin and South America. Um, yeah, like people are genuine, genuinely happy here. Like their happiness is real and true. And it's not about the materialistic things. It's not about, you know, like all of the, the things, the money, the looks. It's they're just happy with like simple way of life. And that is something I love and something I really struggle with. Like I lived in Alberta for a minute. I loved Alberta so much more than Vancouver because Vancouver I just could not deal with like the image, the brand, like people like having to have all the brand name things. And I'm like, I'll buy my entire wardrobe from Value Village and still look better than you. Like, (laughs) you know, I just, I can't, I can't deal with the Canadian mentality, which is why I didn't want to live there. And I were fresh fruit juice and going to the market and like knowing your neighbors and yeah, it's just so much nicer <laughs> that is so interesting because like I like to think that people really don't care about anything over there like obviously I think Vancouver is just Vancouver it's like a place of its own <laughs> um but um I've never felt that I have to like wear all the brands or anything even though like there's like the Vancouver like obviously stereotype with like the Lululemon um leggings Lululemon. and yeah, and um, yoga mat and your green juice and acai ball and all the things. <laughs> but mm. I don't feel like that's like in pose, whereas to here, like it, well, I'm from Venezuela. So like here in particular, people people care about like how they look and and yeah. how you like portray but yourself. it's in a different too. way, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess so, Yeah. <laughs> So I do see it like here in Mexico, the person's outside like washing their car every single day. When oh, yeah. Live in, like, 
they live in a shack and they wash their expensive car I'm like wouldn't you rather have a nice house like <laughs> over a car that immediately means less when you drive it up the lot like I don't know where I live it's next to the ocean so all the cars just rust because of the salt water in the air and it's like yeah. I think it would be better to put money into your house than your car but okay like wash <laughs> your car three times a week <laughs> you do you <laughs> um so I just wanted uh you were I know you were a tv slash film extra in Vancouver mm-hmm. um and now you're a mindset and marketing mentor so does that like like how how did you make that pivot so basically yeah. how was how was Fairly Day VA born <laughs> Um, I started as a VA. I didn't like start with marketing mindset work. Um, yeah, I worked as a content writer VA and grew that into an agency before I started working as a mentor. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't say film and television had anything to do with anything. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I loved um, like creative writing in high school, which is how I got into creative writing for a VA like doing people's content writing and like bordering on copywriting and stuff but I don't know I think like I'm from that age where I grew up with social media of like the late millennials and I got Instagram as soon as it existed I got Facebook as soon as it existed and I just have like a love of Instagram from being a traveler from like and it like I just find it interesting when people are like I don't understand social media and it's like I grew up on social media <laughs> you know <laughs> so you have like I, I feel like with my mind it's like my mind is creative but also analytical so I can really like break down and see like how things work and I spend a lot of time like looking at the numbers like looking at my analytics of my email marketing of my TikToks of my Instagram and understanding like what I'm looking at, how to know like what's working. And that's translated into like people basically asking to hire me because of the knowledge that I have and the knowledge that I share online. Um, And that's, yeah, I guess how I became a a full-on mentor. (laughs) That's nice. Um, So how can people work with you right now? Because you mentioned that you have an agency um but also you're a mindset marketing mentor like is that together separate like how do you how do you balance that in your life I guess my question is um my agency is like pretty self-sufficient I have a team that does all the work and I just oversee um I used to have an online business manager that did the overseeing and I'm hoping in the new year to get someone who's more like both sides of my business like executive assistant But Mm -hmm. yeah, so my agency, we do Pinterest management, email marketing, like writing the email sequences, setting up the email, um, email sequences in the platform, setting up platforms and content repurposing. So like writing blogs and also writing like Instagram and Facebook captions. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as a mentor, I have either strategy sessions or I have a 90 day, um, I call it the VIP fish. It's like a one-on-one mentorship package. So I don't know. I kind of, I balance them across my two Instagrams. I lately, I like haven't promoted the agency at all because I have 
not necessarily a full roster of clients, but I do have like a good roster of clients that I put it on pause, the marketing for that. And I've just been focusing on one-on-one and reconnecting with my audience and starting to educate more as a marketer versus as an agency owner. Interesting. Um, and another question about balance, like how do you balance your nomad lifestyle with having a business? Because like, obviously business has, I guess like having a business of your own, being an entrepreneur, it's like a lot. So like right now I'm traveling. So like, I'm getting a little bit of like a taste of how it is to be like a business owner and like work in your business while you travel. So like what has been the most fun thing for you or like the most challenging thing for you when it comes to having a business while traveling? Mm, I would say, especially like right now I'm settled in a place. I like have an apartment, live here, have my routine. But when I'm like in the swing of it, fully backpacking and like hopping around, like spending a week in one place a week here, I really need to prioritize and shut off my FOMO. I get really bad FOMO when people in the hostel are like, we're going out tonight. I'm like, yeah, let's go. And then I have a 9 a.m. call. Generally, um, in my calendar of the week, I like I don't overload my schedule. I keep a certain number of tasks that are like priority in, in Slack inboxer, but it's like I'll answer within 24 hours. I'm not, I don't have office hours that I'm online for. And especially like a lot of people are in different time zones. A lot of people like I like to take naps in the middle of the day and work at night. So I found like having a flexible schedule all the time because it's not like I'm going from working nine to five at a desk in a home office to traveling. I'm always kind of in travel mode. Oh, okay. Interesting. Even, even before you like became a, a VA, like full-time? Like yeah, you didn't have I, like really hours? No. No, because when I was starting my VA business, I was working on movie sets. And so on movie sets, you work when they tell you to, where they tell you to. Like I could I could work at 6 a.m. one day and I could have a night shoot the next day. I could work 14 hours. I could work two hours. So it's like I'd bring my laptop. I'd hotspot my computer. But even when you're at work, it's like I could be sitting and holding for 10 hours out of a 12-hour day. I could step into holding for five minutes out of a 10 hour day. You know, it depends how much they want you on set that day. If they let you away from set, if you're in the middle of nowhere and even have signal. So I didn't have schedules before and I still don't have a schedule. (laughs) How do you deal with shitty (laughs) Wi-Fi? Oh man, you just take it in stride. Like everything in life. I'm pretty chill as a human there are things that I don't tolerate but for the most part I'm a pretty chill person and so like where I live now my wi-fi is good now but it used to be like hit or miss every day and it's Mm -hmm. like okay some days I go to a cafe and I work from there and some days I just say okay we're not meant to work the wi-fi is not working I'm gonna (laughs) stay in bed I'm gonna go to the beach I'm gonna just hang out with friends you know like yeah. I can't let it get to me that the Wi-Fi isn't perfect because it's not something I can control. Yeah. Is that the favorite part of having a business? Like just you having your own schedule kind of thing that you can like take nap in the middle of the day, just go to the beach, stand up, go to the beach and just come back to work after? Yeah. Like <laughs> I 
have never in my life been a morning person, despite working so many jobs that required me to be up at 6 a.m. I am a night owl through and through, and I don't like waking up to an alarm clock. I want to wake up when my body says it's time to wake up. So that was like the first thing when I started working for myself, that it was like I never set alarms. I just wake up naturally and I go with the flow. So usually in the mornings, I don't start working right away. I try not to go my phone right away. And then when I'm ready, it's like, okay, we sit down and we do it. And some days I sit down at my computer and my brain is not into it. And I don't want to sit still. And it's like, okay, either I'm going to like create TikToks. Am I going to film something today? You know, like what is my energy feeling like doing more than like, what does my schedule say? Hmm. That's so interesting. I'm definitely a morning person (laughs) and I need to have like, yeah, (laughs) I feel like you're built more for like the, like Latin American, like lifestyle. (laughs) I need to have structure. (laughs) No, I've said my entire life, like I was like, I am not meant for Canada. I just happened to be born here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, like that gave you a very, very strong passport. So (laughs) yeah, but the problem, like I don't have citizenship anywhere else you know like every other country can go live other places well not every country but even like Americans can go live in the Caribbean because they still own islands and I'm like come on Canada like why couldn't you have kept some kind of relationship with (laughs) with England or something like why can't I live in the UK without a visa (laughs) yeah well visas is like that's another topic so like how how can people work with you I feel like the best way to find me is through Instagram, just at Sally Day or TikTok. I love TikTok, but I'm not TikTok famous. I'm very sadly stuck in Mexico TikTok. Like my videos get pushed to Mexico and I'm just like, my videos are all in English. The sounds are all in English, you know? I'm like, it's not the audience I want to speak to, but it's who my audience gets shown to. (laughs) Is your For You page like all Mexican TikTok? it was when I first started but after you start interacting then it stopped showing you right but it's like at one point I think I like deleted the app and re-downloaded it which was a mistake because you lose all your drafts Mm. but I wanted to like clear the cache and it immediately went back to like all Mexican TikTok and I was like no this isn't (laughs) what I want (laughs) (laughs) but that algorithm Um, is so cool like I could talk about it so much because yeah it's Oh, please do tell us all everything. Like what is, what is it that you love about TikTok the most? I just think their algorithm is so intuitive because like there was a minute, like I went through a breakup like two months ago. And so there was a minute that I was like fully on breakup TikTok of like all these great stories of people's breakups and sounds of breakups and blah, blah, blah. And I noticed like the last two weeks, my TikTok feed like didn't really have as many entrepreneurs as before. It was it was like a lot of breakup in astrology where usually I'm like astrology and business. Um, <laughs> so I consciously stopped interacting with the breakup TikToks so that I could get back the business ones because that's how I get my inspiration to create my content is I see someone who's created something that I could recreate for my niche. Yeah. And like the breakup ones like are just funny, but like I'm not going to put them on my business TikTok. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like after a week of stopping to interact with the breakup TikTok, I'm already back to what I want. And so that's how it was with the Mexico TikToks that a week of me 
not interacting with them and it won't show it to me anymore. Oh, interesting. Why can't yeah, that, that algorithm, right? Ugh, Instagram is, uh, I have a love like hate relationship. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Like I have a love hate relationship with Instagram. Like I love it um, for like pictures and like I've met like really cool people like you, for example. Um, we've been interacting mm. for a while. I think I believe since I started my my Instagram, um, like my Instagram for Mafia the VA. Um, but yeah, TikTok is just like it shows you what you want to watch. Um, and you mentioned yeah. that you went through a breakup like two months ago. Like, how was that? Was he also a, a, a like a digital digital nomad? Was he an entrepreneur? Like, how like how was the breakup? Like, how how did you deal with the breakup while being um, on the go? I mean, it's it's still a weird situation. I'll be honest with that because he was in the U.S. For two months and we broke up while he was gone and so literally two days ago he's come back to town and so this is like the first I've talked to him since we've broken up and things are just in a very strange place right now but we had been together basically my whole time in Mexico for a year and a half and we like where I'm living now in Puerto Escondido we lived and we met here last year then we traveled Mexico for like eight months and now we've come back and we were living here again but he is not an entrepreneur. He is like what you'd call like a long-term traveler, someone who like works for six months or a year and then travels as cheap as possible, as long as possible until he goes back to working. And oh, so our okay. lifestyles didn't really match. And so mm -hmm. it's like, we were living in this apartment, like, yes, it's cheap. It's like right in the best part of town, but he used to volunteer in a hostel. And so he didn't have like that social interaction. And so like, he was unhappy and then I'm really empathetic and like I could feel his unhappiness but like every time I try to talk to him about it he wouldn't do anything to make himself happy like he wouldn't go to the hostel to try and meet people he wouldn't go to the beach to like without like if I was working he wouldn't go to the beach he'd be like well, when are you done when are you done when are you done and I'm like well if you keep sitting there like I'm not able to work you know yeah so it was we got to a really unhealthy place together and he was going to the U.S. for two months with our friends. And I was like, I'm just going to stay here and work. It'll be great. And literally, like, the second he left, I was like, wow. Like, <laughs> a cloud just lifted. I realized, like, how much of, of his unhappiness and anger I was taking on my two weeks or so of hitting we should be together anymore. Like, we were very unhappy. And this space had made me realize how unhappy I was and how not true to ourselves we were being because we just are different people that I need a place with Wi-Fi. I need, like, I like silence at night. I need, like, my own space because I get really anxious or angry and bitter when I can never, like, get away from people. And yeah. he doesn't, like... I would say he's more introverted, but he definitely likes to surround himself with people. Yeah. So and he loved more of the hostel life than just... Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I like a hostel, but as a couple, I really want couple time. And like, mm -hmm. he didn't... Like, there was just so many things. Like, our love languages did not match. Like, he didn't understand, like, why I thought dates were important. Like, he thought, like, we live together, we eat dinner together. Like, why do we need to go on a date? And I'm like, because... 
like how they, they, they are cute know? yeah <laughs> I, I need to be like romanced I need to like be shown love I can't just like accept that I have it you know I need it to be said yeah. to me and it yeah. just like yeah it just wasn't good but so it was it's it's weird because like this is a small town and so while he was gone everyone was always like oh where is he where's the French man like where's your where's your man and I was like we're not together and everyone was like very shocked very oh well when he comes back when he comes back and now I feel like I've confused the whole town because like yesterday we were at the bar together just like hanging out and we you know we just like sat and talked for like four hours about like everything that was wrong in our relationship and like I think he's very hurt like he didn't talk to me the whole time after I broke up with him until he came back and he was saying like he thought he was coming back to like the apartment that I now live in because it's where we had lived together and so he feels like very unsettled and he just came picked up his stuff and had to go live somewhere else you know and it's it's interesting it's I don't know what's (laughs) gonna happen now because I don't think I think we've both accepted there wasn't going to be a future for us we're too different in our lifestyles yeah but like I would like to think we can be friends, but at the same time, it, it might be too soon to be friends, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think it might be the same in, in real world breakups, like if you're not travelers, yeah. but I've always yeah. had like explosive toxic breakups, so I can't really say. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this wow. is like a mutual, we are mature adults and can talk about things breakup, so I think it's going well. That's good. That's good. I think. <laughs> well, to me, it's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you had like one piece of advice that you would give to everyone, like what would it be? About, about traveling, about moving to a country where you don't anything. speak the language? Anything. Well, <laughs> I would say like mentally prepare yourself. Okay. This is like, if we're learning, learning a new language, mentally prepare yourself to look like an idiot because I (laughs) do not like to be embarrassed I do not like to be bad at things and I'm very good at languages in the sense that I understand what people are saying I can read them like I used to I used to speak German who knows how um I don't think (laughs) I can do it anymore because I've been away from it for so long but I've I've spoken French my entire life I obviously speak English um and so I really struggle with Spanish like that 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 what is it like the picture I shared yesterday that you said we should talk about about the the tonal the tonal things in Spanish (laughs) I've never spoken a tonal language and so I'm like sitting with a teacher and they'll be like papa and I'm like yeah papa and she's like no papa and I'm like that's what I said papa (laughs) (laughs) it's like I yeah. hear no difference. <laughs> like, the Spanish person is like yeah. rotating between potatoes and dad. And I'm yeah. just like, <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't, I get what you're saying, but I don't get it. And it's like, <laughs> I, I just need to be more open to criticism. And I mean, anyone learning the language, you need to be open to be criticized like 24 seven. You're never going to be perfect at it. Like, yeah. I well, have I, a good accent when I speak French. When I speak Spanish, people are like, wow, you sound like I can hear how Canadian you are when you speak Spanish. And I was so <laughs> insulted because I was the kid in school that had like the best French accent. And I'm like, what do you mean you can hear that I'm Canadian when I speak Spanish? <laughs> like, it sounds like an insult. <laughs> like, 
I remember that when I moved to Canada, I was like, I would speak English as good as a Canadian. Like, I don't want to have an accent. And now I'm like, I'm very proud of my accent. I'm like, yeah, I can speak two languages. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No. And I, I like meet people. I'm like, wow, they're so good. Like their Spanish accent is so good. And then the next people, it's like, no, it's not. It's just good to you. It's like their accent's real bad. I'm like, okay, okay. I need to stop idolizing other people and thinking they're so much better than me. We're all terrible together <laughs> honestly like as long as people can understand you like everything else is just bonus <laughs> yeah this is where I get like frustrated because so many times I say things and they look at me with those dead eyes and I'm like <laughs> you know what I'm saying there's no other option of what it could be I think <laughs> I don't know enough Spanish to say that but like you know in English when someone speaks and they say he instead of she I don't care I keep listening I don't yeah. stop you and be like oh no yeah. that's a woman not a man like it yeah. doesn't I know it's not your first language so like when people when I try to speak Spanish the people look at me with dead eyes I'm like can you just can you just play along with me like can you just pretend <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> you stop making me feel like an idiot (laughs) I still like I've been living in Vancouver for like seven years and sometimes people like speak really fast or like I don't know I'm not paying attention so like I just nod and say yes and like one time they were like I'm asking you a question it's not a yes or no answer and I'm like oh can you repeat that Okay, I just got out of a year relationship with a French man and the amount of times that happened. And I was like, we can speak in French. My French is better than your English, but we like started the relationship in English, you know? And I was like, should we switch our relationship's language? Because I can tell you don't understand me. And if I like speak with another Canadian, uh, he's out, like nothing. <laughs> yeah. You just like pick up speed, you know? It's like, that's yeah. where... For me with Spanish, I, I really struggled when I lived in Chiapas and San Cristobal de las Casas because mm-hmm. I lived with like three Argentinians, Spain, Chile, Venezuelan, Colombian, Ooh. my ex-boyfriend who is French but speaks Spanish because he lived in Colombia for three years. Mm-hmm. And it was like me with my very broken, basic, mostly spoken to Mexican people Spanish and yeah. living with like these like six different nationalities and accents I just tapped out I was like yeah even if I do understand what you said my brain takes so much longer to process you've already moved so much farther in the conversation I just stopped Mm -hmm. trying like for Mm -hmm. like six months I was just like I don't speak Spanish (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think like that's another thing if you're learning the language like a supportive environment goes a long way like I oh, think yeah. being with native people is helpful, but when you're with native people that talk circles around you, it's not helpful anymore. Like mm-hmm. I need people who will slow down and dumb down to my level. Like, please like remove half the slang because I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah. Slang is also a big thing. Cause like slang is like different in like all, like in every single country in every, like Latin yeah. America, like yeah, literally my, everything. Yeah. My Go ex ahead. would always like share oh well like in Colombia they say this and I'm like yeah but in Mexico they say this and it's like yeah and we meet people from Spain and I was like oh I can't even I can (laughs) get the Argentinian accent I've spent enough time with them that I understand it it's like Scottish to me 
<laughs> so much, yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I cannot, like sometimes like Irish, I cannot understand. Mm-hmm. I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like the way they pronounce everything is different. You might be saying the same word as me, but it doesn't sound oh, like yeah. the same word. <laughs> yeah. Argentina I have have learned to understand but Spain I'm still like not there yet oh yeah even like even for me like some well like words also like are different like a a simple word as straw it's like for us is pitillo which means um like little jerk off or something like that in Mexico (laughs) so no it's yeah (laughs) So it's really yeah, there's funny. There's a lot like, of things like that. that uh, a lot of things like that. It's a normal Spanish word in in like South America, but in Mexico, it's a swear word. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> how did you? Yeah. What? Like, <laughs> how did this come to be? <laughs> it's yeah. literally like something like it's nothing in the other in other like Spanish lang. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So to wrap it up, um, obviously people can find you on TikTok, but where else can people find you? Um, I'm getting my website redone. So I feel like people should look at it. It's going to be beautiful in like a few weeks. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know when this is there. So like soon it's going to be beautiful, maybe already. Um, But yeah, my website is fellyday.com. My Instagram is fellyday. My TikTok is fellyday. So same name everywhere. Perfect. And everything will be linked in the show notes for you guys to, um, to stop Feli because she has amazing content, business content, and just everything. I, I, I love, I, I love watching your stories. I love watching your feed, like everything. <laughs> and to see you struggle with yeah, Spanish. <laughs> yeah. I started making like TikToks about my terrible Spanish because I already know I'm on Mexican TikTok. So I'm like, why not talk to my audience that I have that I don't want? Like, <laughs> it works. Perfect. <laughs> well, Feli, it was amazing having you. Thank you so much for deciding to spend your time with me. Yeah, thank you for having me. That is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for deciding to spend your time with me. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it with your friends, family, and everyone you know so that we can continue the conversation and we can continue growing as a podcast. All the links, resources, and everything mentioned in the episode is linked in the show notes, so be sure to check those out. Until next time. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.